Brian King. I'm saying, I'm saying, you're on the road with Dr. Brian King. Hey, I'm Trudy Trollope, and you're on the road with Dr. Brian King. Hi, this is Nick and Tina, and you're watching On the Road with Dr. Brian. This is Dr. Brian King, and I am on the road here in Oklahoma City, and uh, this is kind of cool because uh, I'm in Oklahoma City, and there's a there's a comedian, a local comedian here in Oklahoma, that I've been acquainted with for several years, but I've never actually met. And so I, uh, today was a great opportunity to finally meet this man. Uh, I have uh, yeah, I've been talking about you in my seminars for a couple of years. Uh, I use you as an example, your story as an example, and a couple of things. And my upcoming book, uh, your, I use a couple of quotes from you. So I figured it's about time we finally met in person. So I'm here with Stan Silliman, everybody, local uh, comedian, uh, author, uh, guy around town. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. So thanks for meeting up with me, man. Well, I, I appreciate meeting you. You know, I've, I've heard about you, the famous Dr. King. So. <laughs> and that is actually, there's, there's another guy who's a, the famous Dr. King. Oh, he, is it? Yeah, it's not he, you? Okay. He, and there's a big monument to him in D.C. now. Yeah. Well, you know, they can make a monument to you in, in L.A. or wherever you want it to be. Maybe. Yeah. That's true. Maybe we'll put it somewhere. So, uh, Stan, uh, you know, as, as I, I can... <clears throat> uh, can I, t- I can sh- I can share this with my my podcast uh, listeners, right? If there are any, uh, uh, we we one of the reasons why I, I I've talked about you in the past and in, in my seminars is because I, I do seminars on the benefits of laughter. Uh, one of the benefits of laughter is it contributes to our immune system, and and there's evidence that shows that it, it helps uh, fight cancer. Uh, you're a comedian, uh, and you also have cancer, uh, and that's uh, and that's one of the reasons why I've t- I've mentioned you in the past. Uh, how you doing today, by the way? Well, I'm doing I'm doing doing better. A week ago, I wasn't doing so good. A week ago, I was having difficulty eating, mm-hmm. getting any kind of food down, and I was having a an issue that I thought I, I have a constricted throat that comes from cancer treatments it comes from the fact that I uh, have had six operations going on in my neck area removing the tumor that keeps coming back mm-hmm. and, and working on it and radiating it and and taking some chemo for it and uh, I was having a, I was having an issue eating a week ago that I thought would be you know a, a problem but apparently it was mainly, Due to controlling uh, uh, mucus formation and and uh, acid reflux, and I got that under control. Mm-hmm. So see. other than that, <laughs> I, I, I'm doing pretty good. Oh, well, that's good, man. It's good to see it. Uh, I, as you as you were talking about having difficulties eating, the entire time I kept thinking, it's like who knew cancer could be a diet? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wait. I, I, you look at me. Uh, I'm as skinny as Hillel Slovak. I don't know if you remember who the, you know who that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I used to weigh 230 pounds. Uh, wow. Yeah. At, at, you know, not many years ago. Yeah. So tell tell us about your uh, experiences uh, as a comedian, and of course, you know how that relates to your diagnosis, uh, and or if it relates to your diagnosis, or. And uh, you know, I, I think it's interesting. I think your story is uh, is empowering for a lot of. Uh, 
people perhaps who are struggling uh, with with various issues to, as well. So, uh, but yeah. So when did you get started doing comedy? Let's let's talk about comedy first. All right. Um, I got started in uh, 1987, uh, kind of by accident, in that uh, my wife was hired to do comedy for a uh, birthday party for her brother. Mm-hmm. And uh, on his 40th birthday, and uh, you know, and is your I, wife a comedian, or was this? No, she's just funny. She's okay. Not, she's not. She's just. A, she's just a very charming, funny person, and she's she's quite witty. And her brother thought it would be it would be great if she did some comedy at his, mm-hmm. his birthday party. So I helped her write jokes. Now I was I was a joke writer. And I was a joke writer before I ever started to do, mm-hmm. do comedy, and I would issue, I would send jokes to Reader's Digest and, and magazines and places like that. Mm-hmm. But so I said, okay, I'll help you. We'll we'll write some jokes. We'll do it for the for the uh, for the birthday party, and we had a couple of weeks to work on it. And I, I thought we had a pretty good routine set up, so uh, you know a lot of a lot of jokes. Mm-hmm. And then she chickened out. She kind of—I oh, yeah? I wouldn't say chicken out. I shouldn't say that for the podcast. But she kind of decided she couldn't remember the jokes, didn't want to do it, wanted to back out, and I felt like I had too much invested in it. Mm-hmm. So I said, "I'll go ahead and do them." So your comedy duo became you. Just, uh, just became me. Yeah, wow. doing doing the party, and uh, you know, we had about uh, did ten, twelve minutes. Of, we we had come up with ten or twelve minutes of material, mm-hmm. and it was received very well. Did the and joke still work, even though you were doing them by yourself? Yeah, yeah. They 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 still. There wasn't a duel. It, I didn't write it as a duel. I wrote it just for her to do. Oh, I gotcha. For I wrote the jokes for her, to, for her to do. And, gotcha, gotcha. And, and uh, uh, you know, I had to change a little of it, but. You know, I just went ahead and did the jokes, mm-hmm. and then I decided I'd go ahead and try going out to a comedy club and see yeah. how it worked there. And that was uh, wow, it was in '87. So you've been you've been yeah. doing comedy ever since consistently, or uh, pretty consistently. I stayed in it till um, uh, from '87 to '95. I had uh, done comedy, kind of worked my way up to be a to to occasionally do a feature work. Um, and then uh, the comedy boom kind of died, and the clubs all started closing mm-hmm. around that time period, uh, 95, 96. They started closing up. Um, so I and and we had uh, three pretty active comedy clubs here in town mm-hmm. that uh, were very competitive, and they brought in really really good acts. And uh, two of them closed and left it just to the one one club. Mm-hmm. And that's the the Looney Bin, right? No, no, no. The Looney Bin wasn't in business at that huh. time. It was called Joker's mm-hmm. Joker's Comedy Club, and um, they had moved to Bricktown, and um, I didn't necessarily get along with the owners there, so I I, I stopped I stopped going there, and. Uh, soon after that, I uh, got my first diagnosis. Of, of cancer in '99. So, so you've been performing for a while prior to the diagnosis, right? Gotcha. Yeah. And and what kind of what kind of cancer was your diagnosis with? 
Um, the, I had what they call a hemangioperiocytoma, which was a uh, tumor that, that uh, grabbed onto my spinal cord, mm-hmm. wrapped around the spinal cord, and was, was, was uh, you know, causing me to have uh, pain in my arm. And I didn't know what the heck that was. Mm-hmm. The pain in the arm situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I, we, I went around to a lot of places uh, trying to figure what that at, what that was. I was a competitive racquetball player, mm-hmm. and it was occasionally I'd get hit in the elbow with a racket or or slam my ra- slam my elbow against the wall, and I thought I had damaged some nerves, and that was what was causing the mm. the reaction there. I'd even gone to um, an acupuncturist, Dr. Lee, I tell this story a, a, a lot, but I went, went to Dr. Lee and says, you know, here, here it is, I'm having trouble with my hand, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting tingling going on there, I'm having trouble with my neck, my mm-hmm. neck is getting tight, and, uh, you know, so he puts a bunch of needles in me, then he gives me a prescription, and he says, I'll write you a prescription. And he gave me some pills and stuff. He said, I'll write your prescription. Here's what you do. He said, take your hand, exercise your hand by doing this. Mm-hmm. Do that. Do that ten times, three times a day. Then he said, then work your neck around like this. Work your neck around like that. Get that get that going. Of course, you can see that on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said, work your neck around like this. And then, he, you know, he gives me a prescription here. He gives me some pills. And the prescription is, that's, that's, uh, you know, it says uh, three. Uh, it says ten patty cakes three times a day, and then do and then do five Stevie Wonders. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that would help until I, you know, I finally uh-huh. got I finally got an, you know, X-rays wouldn't show it until I got an MRI that showed that they had the mass, had the tumor uh-huh. on there, uh-huh. and that's you know I figured that we had to get that out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had that. I had that. Uh, Taken out uh, in uh, '99, had the tumor taken out in '99, and uh, went through uh, six weeks of radiation. Everything was going pretty good, uh, and 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 I, and then I didn't really get back into comedy until the, the Looney Bin opened up here in, mm-hmm. in town, which was around 2002. Okay. So a couple of year break. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, that's understandable. You had cancer. <laughs> yeah. 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 You can take a little time off well, for yeah. tumors. And I, I got, to, you know, I, I got used to my hand back pretty well, and I got, uh, I was back playing racquetball and mm-hmm. doing that. Cancer came back on me in 2008, mm-hmm. and it came back on on me on the uh, right around my 40th anniversary. Hmm. That's a great okay. anniversary present. Well, the fi- anniversary, yeah, we had a big anniversary. Uh, our daughter was living in New York City, and we had a big anniversary uh, party planned, and we had people coming from all over the country mm-hmm. to, to go to this party. And the doctor said, I can't travel. Because it had it had eaten on my my vertebrae to a point that it had eaten a section out of it, and my neck was real, hmm. real dangerous, mm-hmm. in a dangerous situation uh, before they was going to operate it. And so they had planned an operation a week after our anniversary party, mm-hmm. 
and they went ahead and had the party without us. Hmm. Everybody showed up there at the party, and we stayed home and had they had a party in uh, in, in Norman, mm-hmm. and uh, called the people in. Uh, we, we had a, a like a conference call to the people at the party in New York. No, that's fine. I guess it's the days before Skype. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was before Skype. It, yeah, it, yeah. It, it was. It was. Uh, yeah, it was a. Uh, a weird situation. We told you know people went ahead and said go ahead and go because it's all set up there. Mm-hmm. Celebrate our anniversary. So I had that operation, which I had to have two operations within a week on that situation to take out the tumor from the back and then come out and and put a uh, they put what they call a, a cage mm-hmm. inside the neck and they put it from the back and in the front mm-hmm. to put that cage to stabilize it. Hmm. It's like a, like a, an implant to hold your head up. Is that? Yeah, they had put they put a little put a little plate on it to because of the one vertebrae being eaten on, they had to support it from the vertebrae above and the mm-hmm. vertebrae below. So they had a, a plate going along there which screws into the into both sides from the front and the back. Hmm. So Do you still have that? Yeah. yeah sent off metal detectors at the airport. <laughs> it's not. It, it's made of. I, I don't know what it's, it's made of, but it does. It's not. It's not that much metal in it. Yeah, I got you. Maybe a fiber material or something that that holds it together. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, so I had that. uh, Then I had another opera. Then I had another uh, recurrence of the tumor coming back in uh, 2013. And there I had to go to New York to get the operation done. Hmm. The others I had done in Oklahoma City. Hmm. How many operations total? Have I had? Yeah. It's uh, 14 operations. Wow. Uh, I mean, cancer-related. No, no, cancer-related. Yeah, I'm not, Can- I don't care can- about your tonsils. Yeah, cancer-related. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it wasn't, you know, some were, t- some were hernias, some were elbow operations, <laughs> right. some were, uh, but I would say, uh, Six operations yeah. that are cancer related, and uh, and 2013 was the last one. So you do you you've been okay since, or yeah, that's yeah, good. I've been I've been I've been okay since. But you know, I, I've had enough trips in the MRI machine. I've said that, you know to uh, get my free card. You know, the, 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 <laughs> you, you you do 25 of these, and you, you get, get a freebie. Get, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've never been inside an MRI. I can yeah, imagine it's not very, uh, not very enjoyable. Yeah, I, I'll give it. I'll give you a little, little picture. I've been doing quite a few. I've done quite a few MRIs that are about an hour and fifteen to twenty minutes, mm-hmm. laying on my back, and I can't really because that's where the tumor is. I can't really lay on my back very well. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I do it. They kind of get some little pillows under my neck and they boost me up and I, and I lay on my back and I take a Valium and I try to fall asleep in really noisy, noisy conditions. Mm-hmm. And the way I used to get by on it was I would practice my comedy routines in my head. Yeah. Just go over them. So, you know, I say, go over them, okay. They say, <laughs> they'll tell you, I say, well, this next film is going to be five minutes, 30 seconds. I said, okay, and I, I kind of shuffled the Rolodex. Okay, here's a five-minute, 30-second routine. Let me see if I can, uh, if I can remember it. 
It's great rehearsal time. It's, it's good it's, rehearsal. Well, you got plenty of rehearsal time. And you can, except when you get up on stage, you're kind of just standing there stiff with your arms that your arms held in. You can't, mm-hmm. you know. You practice. You, 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 <laughs> you perform practice with an MRI too. You got to recreate that. You, 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 for, you form like you, you perform like <laughs> you practice. Yeah, you so, know. other than the uh, the, for the few years that you were off because of the lack of comedy clubs after your first operation, you've been you've been consistently working comedy uh, all through uh, this ordeal, right? Like, um, wouldn't you say is that is that the case? I've been work, yeah. I've been doing comedy. I've been doing a lot of writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've done. I've, 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 uh, I've produced books before I started. Before I st- had uh, cancer, but I've had. Uh, I've done eight books mm-hmm. and 850 humor columns. You know, during all during mm-hmm. this period from uh, say about 88 up mm-hmm. to now. How uh, how is it that you're um, how, how are you able to perform? Uh, how do you how do you do that? <laughs> what do you mean? I, I mean, uh, yeah. I, I mean, uh, I don't walk right. I mean, I I, I, I go with what uh, I go with what I got. I I perform in a lot of uh, comedy contests nationally, and a lot of uh, what they call comedy festivals. Mm-hmm. You, you're familiar with those, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, when you when you submit to them, I submit videos to them, and I've got like 50, 60 videos on online. But I take a video and I'll submit to them, and then they ask for a little bio, and the bio I always send to them is in third person, and the third person bio I always say uh, Stan Silliman is an old, gimpy, arthritic, one-handed Jew. Who walks like a zombie, <laughs> and it's a and even with all that going for him, he probably still won't win this contest. <laughs> so uh, uh, now, I, I guess uh, uh, what, what 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 I'm curious about, and I know you know, I, I know what it's like to have the drive to to perform, of course, and and uh, and write and and creative expression. But what I'm curious about is is uh, I have a, I, I know a lot of people. Who uh, get a diagnosis uh, of a of an illness like cancer or something, and uh, they have they have a hard time getting out of bed, uh, and not I don't mean physically, I mean emotionally, I mean mm-hmm. mentally, you right. know. They're, they're depressed about it. Right. right. How do you not fall into that, you know, so that you can still perform comedy and write jokes and do all this stuff? Well, you know, I, I somewhat, you know, I have they have to remain somewhat. Optimistic. Every time I get up, uh, you know, I recover from an operation. You know, I realize that I hadn't died. <laughs> it's, 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 it's something, it's something must be uh, must be going all right. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know I, ha- I haven't died. I haven't. You know, and uh, you know, no matter how uh, dark things seem, there's uh, there's usually, you know, if you look around a little bit, there's usually some humor there. Yeah. So you find a lot of humor uh, do you, uh, from your uh, uh, from your health do you... experiences. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I've said there, you know, uh, the, uh, I've had uh, some humor, even having a straight stick. You know, you know, you know, the, the straight stick on the when you got when you're when you recover from an operation and you can't pee and they have to do they have to. They have to stick something up your pee hole in order to. Uh, I'm order unfamiliar to, with this process, but please it explain. Happens, it happens <laughs> quite often, you know. 
you get a you get a situation uh, usually uh, you after you after you finish an operation you're in the recovery room they've got a catheter sticking in you and they're feeding you with a, they're feeding you with a, with a, a feeding bag so the food that you're getting is coming is coming in intravenously and it's going out going out the catheter mm-hmm then after they, you know, it depends on how long you're doing that, they'll, they'll, they'll yank the catheter out. Uh, usually somebody knows what they're doing, does that, does that all right. Yeah, it sounds like a really funny... <laughs> well, <laughs> but that, the, the deal is I had a situation because I, I also got, you know, an enlarged prostate, and I talk about that on stage sometimes. Uh, it's, you know, it's difficult to pee anyway. So once you get there, they say, you know, you're starting, they're starting to, to give, you, give you fluids, and this is helps you recover, you get the fluids. But if you can't pee them out, it's going to cause you bladder problems. Mm-hmm. And so the, the process to get it is to open up the bladder by sticking a contraption up the urethra, <laughs> up the urethra, and, 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 and hopefully that, uh, you know, clears things up and you start... You, you can start uh, urination, but I had to, I had a situation with Sloan Kettering where I had spent uh, had undergone a 10-hour operation, and in the 10-hour operation I was in the re, in the uh, recovery room for another 10 or 12 hours mm-hmm. uh, just just before they would even send me to a to a to a room or even to the ICU, so I was in that recovery room. And uh, once I got into my own uh, into the room, and uh, they were going to, uh, I had a nurse there who was looked like Rihanna, and she was from Bermuda or some or or, or, or Bahamas or whatever. She had the accent, and. Uh, she would notice I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, wasn't peeing. So she said, "Well, uh, I'm gonna have to give you the straight stick." And I didn't know what she was talking about. But mm-hmm. the orderly, I said, "What, the, what, the, what does she mean?" What's the, and the orderly says, "He says, uh, he says, oh, every man likes the straight stick. <laughs> <laughs> every man likes the straight stick." And he's, he's coming into me, and I said, I said well, "Maybe I don't." And so. She comes in there and says, "Okay." He says, "And you know, every man they're, likes to have a straight stick." Yeah, <laughs> they're they're not. Coming, yeah, they're coming back and they tell me you know, all the time. They tell me not to lay on my back because they did an operation back there and they put what they call a flap on the back of me, and I wasn't supposed to wasn't supposed to lean on them. But this time, she says, "You got to lean on your back. I'm going to do a, do the straight stick on you." And and they did it. And then, uh, you know, nothing happened. I still couldn't, still mm-hmm. couldn't pee. Mm-hmm. And she says, uh, she says to me, she says, "Oh, I see here, you, you, you've got the enlarged prostate. I've got to get you, the, I got to get you the special, uh, the special <laughs> prostate stick." And she comes back with a stick. This time, the stick has a little curve on it. Uh-huh. It looks like an Arabian knife. It's a little, it's a little, that's uh-huh. I was thinking that. And I'm thinking, now, this, one's not, in there. this one's not going up your urethra, is it? It's still going oh, up, the, it? going up the urethra, and I'm oh, thinking, I'm thinking, you know, this is one thing. The gal's kind of pretty. 
I'm thinking, <laughs> I, I said, this is not this is not a time to get a wrath. You know, when they, when they have a little, yeah, cur- yeah. little curve stick going up the urethra. Yeah. You know what, though? If somebody's going to insert a curved stick up your urethra, it might as well be an attractive woman. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it was an attractive woman. <clears throat> and still, she did that, and I still couldn't. Mm-hmm. I still, my bladder was filling up. She's worried about the bladder's going to bust or something. And says, oh, we're going to have to get the crew from the seventh floor to come down. She says, they're going to end it, you know. And I don't know what you're talking about, but you know that it's still not effective. So here comes three more gals, mm-hmm. three gals. One of them's carrying a contraption about that long, that's that, 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 in a in a in a sealed bag, and and this mm-hmm. is the special crew when they have special problems of getting 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 the flow going, and uh, and they, these are all gorgeous yeah, ladies yeah, yeah. there. And you know, and I'm here. I'm getting a lot of attention. I've seen I, all this time. I said, you know, I haven't had any chance to really do any comedy, but now I've got an audience who happens to be taking a big long contraption and sticking it up <laughs> my urethra. I had an audience. So you know, your uh-huh. question would be, what you know, do you want the, do you want to make them laugh while they're doing this? It's kind of. I would think yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's not in my best interest, but. Uh, I, I, you know, and I asked him. I said, you know, I says, uh, I said, you know, what are you doing with that thing? What are you going to do? He said, well, we're going to. That's going up your urethra. <laughs> <laughs> I said, all I want is a little R E S P E C T. What are you doing with that? Uh-huh. <laughs> Stupid pun. But you know, it finally worked. You know, and there's a lot. You know, that's you know, that's uh, that's a story I sometimes. I like any story. I like any story that ends with uh, and I got to pee. Yeah, I got to pee. I <laughs> got to pee. Yeah, yes, finally. Finally <laughs> got to pee. For an old guy, that's a that's that's a good thing. That's yeah, a, yeah the, the, the peeing is just so satisfying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and if you can't do it. If you got a prostate as big as a grapefruit, you want you know the, and, and you know. I tell I, I I I tell everybody that you know when I go to the bathroom I take a magazine with me mm-hmm. to pee. That's how long it yeah. takes. Wow, well, well, you gotta get the, you gotta get it worked up. Yeah, I got too many things to work yeah. on. So uh, so it, it's I I I think it's interesting that you uh, you you obviously have a have a great sense of humor prior to. You know, to yeah. to this, you maintain your humor and your good spirits. And would you say that uh, you know humor is a, is a, a coping mechanism? Would you say? Oh, sure. Yeah. I think it's a coping mechanism. I think uh, you know, I do it. I you know, I want to keep my uh, my family and my wife from getting depressed. Mm-hmm. And then they know if I'm up, they're not going to be feeling so bad. Mm-hmm. If it helps them, it's going to help me. When we had talked before, or corresponded before, but uh, when I was preparing information for my book, you mentioned your wife a couple times. You mentioned that uh, that hearing her laugh was a big driver for you. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, like is that is the the idea of making her laugh is that one of the things that keeps you keeps you pushing, keeps you going? Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. 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 So she's it's got a, a great laugh, and yeah. I, you know, and, and uh, that's uh, uh, that's. You know, very pleasurable for me. You know, to hear her laugh. You know, if I can uh, keep her from getting too sad about anything. Mm-hmm. You know, as we get older, it's a little. Uh, 
it, it gets a little tougher because you know we each we all have a little harder time hearing, mm-hmm. you know, a harder time seeing things. So it it, it it's a little more work. Yeah. To to. Uh, have you guys all you, you guys always laugh together the entire time or? Oh yeah. Yeah, how, how yeah. Long have we love together? we love you know we like we don't like to watch a lot of the same shows together and we've always had certain shows that that that, that we've enjoyed uh, we'll watch try to watch before going to sleep some kind of comedy show yeah how long have you been together uh, 48 years wow that's impressive you know yeah. you don't find that uh, that often no. now we met on our birthdays yeah yeah, wow. Our birthdays. You have the same birthday? Hers is one day before mine. We met at midnight before, uh, uh, you know, like a joint, joint, uh-huh. a joint deal between her birthday and my birthday. Huh. And you get to save money on cake every year. Yeah. <laughs> we just buy each other you know, the same gift, one gift. Right. Well, I think they're going to kick us out of here soon, Stan. Uh, so I want to I want to talk a little bit about your uh, your writing. Uh you're, you've been a very prolific uh, comedy writer. Uh, I think you, you said you had a career, you know, you had a career and dabbled in some comedy writing prior to uh, developing cancer. But since cancer, you've written, what, eight books? Mm, well, not since. Some, uh, two of the books I worked on before before I had cancer. Okay. So, but still. Uh, you know, maybe uh, six books since, since uh, I didn't bring all my books with me, but... Uh, uh, my older books were written in uh, 95 and 98, and then I started on this one. And uh, started on this one before I, before I had my first diagnosis, mm-hmm. and then I think it was out it was out prior to having my operation. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the the books you brought in are, are uh, they're illustrated they're they're collections of cartoons uh, right. some of them uh, there's some text as well but um, uh, yeah, I know you collaborated with a uh, political cartoonist and I know you're uh, interested in sports uh, what 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 sort of uh, uh, content do you, do you do you typically draw inspiration from Well, it's, um, popular culture pop, uh, most popular culture items. Uh, I mix on my sports. I mix most of it with uh, other things in popular culture, mm-hmm. not not the not the specifics of the sport itself or the game, but how it how it impacts uh, popular culture. Mm-hmm. And your books can be found where? Um, you can order them online uh, under uh, comedyempirepress.com. You can find them in uh, uh, Hastings, uh, Barnes and Noble stores. Uh, that's that's primarily. I keep most. Also, you can find them in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them there. You can find a bunch of them there. Yeah, I I, I suspect that when my book comes out, my my garage is going to be full of boxes. <laughs> Your car is going to be unhappy. Yeah, <laughs> it's a hard cover too, which means it's going to be way heavy. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. 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 Well, how many How many copies are you expecting to see? Uh, I'm going to order as much as I can because when I tour, you know, I, uh, my audiences are it's a built-in. You're going to carry. You're going to have to carry those with me. I have to bring them. I have to 
get a, a, a car with a good pair of shocks. <laughs> yeah. What are you What are you driving now? Uh, well, I rent. I rent you cars rent. when I'm right. on the road. Yeah, uh, I have I have I have my actual car, which I keep at home uh, while I'm on the tour. Uh, so mm-hmm. you have maybe have the book sent ahead by 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 UBS yeah, or that's something what I'm like thinking. That. That's what I'm thinking. But yeah, uh, what's what, what I think is interesting about your books is that um, I don't know. Uh, do you draw any inspiration from uh, from your cancer and your hospital visits and stuff from from some of your writings? Uh, I'm trying to think if I if there's much in there. I've had uh, uh, one of my books. I had something about. Uh, I had some pictures of hospital gowns and things, and mm-hmm. I don't think that's in the use. Yeah. But uh, I had, you know, and I can say this one this one book I dedicated to the hospital. I mean, to the to the people in the hospital when I was finishing it up. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say you should be focusing all your humor no, around I'm not, cancer. I'm not doing. I that. the reason why I ask is because in my mind I think that. Um, uh, you know, it, 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 it maybe a book of, of uh, jokes or uh, humorous anecdotes about experiences and in and, and the in the you know in, in the hospital and, and dealing with stuff might be beneficial to other patients. Maybe I mean I'm just it thinking. Could be. Sure. You know, sure. you know maybe other patients, people going through you know what you've gone through. You know they might be you know, they might enjoy something like that. That's just me thinking about it. Like Sans should write another book. Well, <laughs> you know that's probably a, that's probably a good idea. I haven't. Uh, I got I get too many ideas thrown at me at one time. You know, mm-hmm. there I got I got half a dozen sports books still in my head that if I collected articles just on baseball or articles just on golf or just on some particular sport, there'd be a book mm-hmm. in each one of those. Right. Well, I'm 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 impressed at how prolific you've been able to be, and especially in this this period of your life, you know, where you never know when you have to go back to the hospital and spend time, oh, yeah, right. you know, in the MRI. So that's pretty impressive, absolutely. Uh, so uh, we're we're definitely running out of time. They're gonna kick us out of here pretty pretty soon, Stan. Uh, I guess uh, so. They can find your books at comedyempire.com. Comedy Empire Press. Comedyempirepress.com. Yeah. Okay, and uh, uh, just look for Stan Silliman on uh-huh. that. Yeah, just find that. And uh, and uh, you know you have uh, several books uh, that are, are worth checking out uh, so that have been published through Comedy Empire Press. Um, as far as uh, your comedy, you, you perform locally a lot, or do you, where, where do you get out? Um, like if people are hear this podcast and they have to they be in hear Oklahoma, are they, oh, if they're in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. well, yeah, they can. They there's there's probably places they can see me. I'll be uh, uh, at the Centennial Lounge at the VFW in Tulsa on March the second, which is a Wednesday, March second. Uh, I'll be at the stand. Comedy Club, New York City, on uh, Monday, uh, February 29th. It's a 7:30 show. Uh, I'll be at the Broadway Comedy Club in New York City at, uh, on the filming of Funny Over 40 on uh, 6 o'clock on Saturday night, March 27th. Not March. I'm skipping February 27th. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in a comedy contest. 
in Norman, Oklahoma, at a place called Othello's on uh, March the 4th, which is a Friday night. I'm trying to think what what else has got there. So Mo- get, most, of the time, most of the time, most of the time, I do a lot of uh, um, corporate parties and gigs, mm-hmm. and uh, well, those I've, I don't I don't announce too much. But I've never I've never seen you perform, but I have watched several of your videos, and I gotta oh, say you're very funny. You command the stage really well. You've got clever uh, uh, material, uh, and it's nice and. And, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I think if I, I would encourage, if anybody's listening to this, if they are in the Oklahoma region, I would definitely encourage you to check out Stan Silliman. Uh, uh, if you can see him on a stage locally, check out his books. Uh, and I, I, I do have one last request of you, uh, and, uh, or one last question slash request, if you are. Uh, if you were to give advice to people who are newly diagnosed uh, with uh, with cancer or some other illness, as to um, uh, I don't know how to cope or how to you know how to, uh, what what would you say to them? Well, I, I for sure uh, try to get the, try to get as many opinions as you can. Get mm-hmm. the, get get the second opinion. Uh, get the uh, uh, and, and in order to chart how you're going to combat your disease, uh, you know, I, I would say I would say this: when I first when we were first diagnosed, um, we weren't exactly uh, uh, pleased with the route that they wanted to take, and so we did get we did go around to get other opinions. Mm-hmm. We went to MD Anderson and got. Uh, uh, and, and got a little bit more knowledge. Discover what you can, research what you can on your disease. Um, and you know, and and you know that they're always improving it. They're always improving the fight against it. And that uh, uh, what you know, what they didn't know six months ago, they might know in a few months. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, there's no reason to ever give up hope. Uh, I've been, you know, carrying this thing around 15 years. I still feel like I'm fairly, uh, <clears throat> fairly strong, and I can keep fighting it for a while. Yeah, well, we hope you do. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. It's good, good, good to finally meet you. All thanks right. for, thanks for doing the podcast. Okay.